my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! Attention not-for-profit groups. Are you looking for a unique way to raise money? Stride Pro Wrestling fundraisers are always a hit. Since 2016, we've helped sports teams, schools, and civic groups raise thousands of dollars. Contact us to the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page to discuss the options. Hey friends, welcome to episode 400 of the My123 Cents podcast. And uh, admittedly, I was hoping that with episode 400, there'd be more fanfare, more grandeur, more excitement. Um, I am, however, not doing a wrestling under the influence this week. Uh, you know, I've, I've found this summer in particular has been uh, a little more hectic, and I don't know why, a lot busier, maybe because, you know, we're doing more, we're getting out more, we're enjoying things more once again now that uh, this is the first summer in two years that it hasn't felt like COVID has restricted everything or uh, you know obviously 2020 there was uh, not a whole lot that we were doing and last summer we started getting back out and about but this 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 summer has been uh, extremely busy for my family for my friends Um, and so you know I uh, admit that the podcast has not received all the love that it deserves. I talked all about that uh, several weeks ago now uh, on an episode and, and had considered uh, revamping and, and restructuring things. And that is still the plan. When that plan is going to get implemented, though, um, I don't know. But thank you for those who do continue to listen and support. Um, and like I said, I've done wrestling under the influence like the last four weeks. And quite honestly, um, <laughs> I needed to take a break from that. Not that I was uh, getting drunk uh, doing wrestling under the influence. Uh, far from it. Uh, you know, many times it's drinking one beer uh, at you know in the evening and 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 getting it done. And I had posted on social media that I was going to be out of town uh, the weekend that this podcast is normally recorded. So I was going to try to knock it out early on Thursday. Uh, that way I wouldn't have to rush home on Sunday from our trip and try to get something put together, and then if, if I was going to rely on our wrestling under the influence, it was going to be late, and here I am on uh, Sunday night uh, recording this podcast, where I have kind of fallen into this whole, uh, you know, cycle, I guess, for lack of a better word, and again, um, I, I didn't really feel the need or, or the des- had the desire to do a wrestling under the influence, especially now on Sunday night after spending the weekend. And, and uh, spoiler alert, let's go to the first question. Uh, this is an Ask Mine with Two Three Cents with just a couple of quick questions. So this will be a short episode. But uh, Greg Mahachko did ask, 
the founder of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network, by the way, um, where I was going to be or where I was at over the weekend. And, and the, the answer is uh, my wife and, and uh, 14 of our friends, uh, eight couples, uh, took a, a weekend getaway to Eminence, Missouri, which uh, is about three hours or so from southern Illinois where we live, um, and did a float trip on the Jack's Fork River. And quite honestly, we had a great time. We, uh, Some of us uh, left early on Friday or earlier on Friday, uh, drove uh, about halfway there, stopped in Dexter, Missouri, and ate at the Hickory Log, which uh, is owned by one of my fraternity brothers from college, my college days. I was a a frat boy, if you will, uh, in Sigma Nu fraternity uh, at the campus of Southeast Missouri State University. And uh, Jason Bankin owns uh, or is part owner of the Hickory Log and is also, I learned after visiting there, is the mayor of Dexter, Missouri, which I had no idea. But uh, we stopped there and had uh, a wonderful lunch, uh, some ribs and baked beans and uh, bread and salad and all kinds of great stuff. Great food uh, at the Hickory Log. So if you're ever in or around Dexter, Missouri, it's a very small town, but uh, it is definitely worth the stop if you're uh, heading down the interstate and, uh, you know, looking for a place to eat. So we stopped in there and... and, and, uh, Spent some time, chatted with Jason, Mayor Bankin, if you will, and uh, finished our meal, got back on the road, and continued driving until we got to Eminence, Missouri. Very small town. I think the population is 625, but it's obviously a touristy area because of the river and the ability to take these float trips. They've got uh, all kinds of companies there that rent tubes and rafts and canoes and kayaks. And, uh, you know, we got there, got settled in. We were staying in a lodge. Uh, It was basically a a big house uh, that had 11 rooms and then a big common area for sitting and and eating and whatnot. And then the kitchen itself. I'm sorry I'm going into such great detail about my weekend, but this was one of the questions on Ask My One, Two, Three Cents. So I'm giving you the what time is it question and telling you how to build a clock answers for it. So uh, anyway, we started grilling and and getting the food ready, dinner ready for our friends who were coming. Because originally we were told that this town didn't have restaurants or bars or there was nothing, you know, there was nothing to do. So we brought in all of our food um, and and were prepared to cook. So we grilled, like I said, hot dogs and hamburgers on Friday night, had dinner, had some drinks, did some uh, fun games and whatnot. And uh, had a big time and uh, got up, of course, Saturday morning, had breakfast, and then hit the river. And we were supposed to be done by six o'clock floating uh, to get back for the truck or for the bus. However, you know, we got hung up and caught up on things. And, and, and I'm not, I, I'm saying this not to be like humble bragging by any means, but uh, there were several people who, and we were included in this, and, and we got ourselves out of the situation uh, where there was a, a bad part of the river where we flipped um, and fell off of our tubes um, and was able to get, you know, everything situated back in order. But there was an older woman whose group left her behind and she got caught up in uh, the riffraff, uh, the trees and whatnot, the branches that were hanging into the river. And, uh, you know, I'm not making light of this, but we saved her. We went over and, and pulled her out of the 
the current that she was stuck in and she was exhausted because she had been trying to get herself out and was just stuck um, and helped her to the shore. And then my wife and I uh, hooked her onto us and our tubes and then we took her down the rest to where her family was, which was just a little ways down. They had stopped at a beach and was was waiting for her to, to come back down. So that and there were a few others that kind of fell into that same area and and we just happened to still be there and and just helped as many people as we could uh including a woman that had a small dog um and i scooped the pup up and and held on to her while uh, the other guys that were there helped the woman get back into her kayak and uh you know it it was fun though it was a it was a you know a great uh, time and like i said uh we got slowed down and, and tied down and, and, you know, stopped and did our river things and, and had a great time. But we ended up being about an hour late getting back to where we were supposed to be. And as soon as we got out of the water and loaded everything into the bus that was taking us back to our lodge, it just started pouring down rain. Uh, so we luckily missed the storm, although this area uh, in Missouri and here in southern Illinois desperately need the rain. And, and finally, we're getting uh, some of that rain. So that's a good thing. I uh, got up, uh, you know, Saturday night, went into town, got some ice cream, watched some live music and then came home. Um, and then Sunday morning, got up, drove home, you know, stopped for breakfast on the way, but it was a good time. It was a good time. And, and like I said, that's, you know, part of the reason why I wanted to knock this podcast out early, but I didn't. And without, that story to tell, this would have been a lot shorter podcast and maybe that would have been a good thing. But Greg, thanks for asking. That's where we were. If, if, and this is probably going to be, uh, an annual excursion for our group. So we had a great time and, and the folks at, uh, the, uh, and I don't have the name of it in front of me, but it was, uh, a lodge right there. I, I think it was called Cedar Hickory Lodge, uh, or Cedar something lodge, uh, in Eminence, Missouri. So, uh, a shout out and a plug to them as well. Um, if you are ever looking to go for uh, an excursion, a, a float trip in Eminence, Missouri, that is the place to stay, uh, for sure. Um, so I, I digressed and into that long story, uh, to kill a little bit of time, but also let's get to a question from Tyler Adams, who is, Always a great supporter of the My One Two Three Cents podcast and of Stride Pro Wrestling and indie wrestling here in Southern Illinois. I want to remind you too, Stride Pro Wrestling has two shows coming up in August, August 5th and 6th. The 5th, we're at the Pulaski County Fair, and then on August 6th, we are back at our building in Carterville. But Tyler asks, do you think with the hardcore wrestling AEW has been doing a lot more lately that it will hurt it down the road in terms of future endorsements and sponsors? Great question, and I think that, you know, obviously we've talked before about the things that that make, you know, when WCW was competing with WWF back in the mid-90s, you know, they needed to do things that were different from what the WWF was doing at that time to stand out and to compete, and not only did they do that, but then they started winning. They started beating the WWE, WWF, in terms of, uh, you know, ratings and and buy rates on pay-per-views and house show revenues and and all those metrics that were uh, being used at the time WCW was excelling because they were becoming different then and they were doing things outside the box and I and I don't think they ever got over gratuitous with the violence 
or the language or anything like that. Um, and then, of course, ECW came along and, and uh, on a much smaller scale and a much smaller budget and and not able to... Uh, they got, you know, that nice uh, moment in the spotlight for a bit, but were not able to sustain it. And, and eventually, uh, you know, like WCW ended up folding and, and going into the, the property of, of Vince McMahon and company. But, uh, you know, with, with AEW, I think that they have done a really good job for the first time in, in, you know, 20 years until they came around and really became a force of being a viable second, a viable uh, alternative, definitely uh, a great alternative. I don't believe, and you know, until the day that WWE goes down and, you know, w- with all the allegations and the things going on behind the scenes, what will happen with the company? I can't imagine that everything just rests solely on Vince McMahon. So if he does go down with some sort of criminal activity, uh, I I have to believe that there are other contingency plans in place and, and that the company's not going to fold and go anywhere. And Stephanie McMahon just over the weekend celebrated the milestone of 70 million subscribers, or maybe it's 70 million views. Uh, I should have written this down, but it was a milestone on the WWE's YouTube channel that I think only seven other channels have, have reached. So, um, there's obviously that worldwide global impact that WWE has. So, um, you know, again, getting back to AEW and, and with them going edgier or, you know, violence. Um, I know they had Nick Gage on at one point, uh, with the, the pizza cutter and, and that whole, uh, incident and, and they do seem to be a little bit more um, extreme, if you will, than WWE with the ladders. Uh, you know, Darby Allen and some of the stuff that he does, the the cage matches that they do, the fighter fest, uh, the blood and guts event. Uh, you know, throwing Sammy Guevara off the top of the cage. Uh, I, you know, I don't think that stuff like spots like that. I don't think it's necessarily going to hurt them in the long run in terms of sponsors or endorsements or uh, anything along those lines. It's it's not really until I feel like, you know, everybody kind of complains about WWE and, and how they, um, you know, uh, are PG. And again, there's talk that they're going, or Raw is going to become uh, uh, TV 14 in the future. And I haven't seen anything confirmed on that. I've just seen a lot of speculation. I haven't, and again, I've been out of the loop most of the weekend. So if something has changed, please let me know. But I haven't seen WWE officially say, you know, Raw or USA Network for that matter, Raw is going to become TV 14. I don't think that you need it. I don't think that you need uh, an overdose of violence, um, you know, with the explosions and the cages getting thrown off, the blood. I personally, and, and, you know, I'm a a nearly 50-year-old man, so I am way out of the demographics for what any wrestling company is looking at. Um, That stuff just is not my style. I've never been into the thumbtacks and the light tubes and the barbed wire and and the explosions. It's never appealed to me, uh, even when I was a younger fan. And, you know, ECW, I enjoyed ECW for a period, but it wasn't because of the violence. You know, I didn't like the, the stuff with New Jack and, and, and the extreme violence of, you know, we've seen the dark side of the ring with, with New Jack and I'm, I'm not picking on him specifically, but you know, even Sabu and, and, and Tommy, you know, that barbed wire bats and two by fours and flaming tables and all that stuff. It just never really appealed to me. 
And I know that there's obviously an appetite for it. And, you know, I feel like wrestling, wrestling shows can be structured like the circus or like a buffet. There is something for everyone. You know, I don't like mashed potatoes, but I don't think that the buffet shouldn't have mashed potatoes. I just won't eat the mashed potatoes. So maybe when that kind of match comes on, I either change the channel or I get up to go to get popcorn or go to the bathroom if I'm at a live event. So, you know, again, I feel like wrestling has always had something for everyone. And I feel like if it continues to do that, it's fine. But, you know, again, getting back to the gratuitous or, you know, being being um, edgy for the sake of being edgy, I feel like with, with AEW, and I, I'm not picking on them, and I hope that this doesn't come off as, as criticizing them, but I know that they've, you know, allowed their performers, I think, want, you know, I don't know if it's uh, Turner, uh, networks, uh, you know, TBS and TNT that have allowed this, or if it's within the AEW structure. Uh, and again, I should have looked it up to know for sure. But you know, they're allowed to say shit one time during each episode. And again, I, I I feel like sometimes it's thrown out there just for the sake of saying it. And and I don't think you need uh, promos laced with profanity. It's like, and, and believe me, I am, and I know that some people are listening to this kind of rolling their eyes probably because I use curse words in conversations with my mostly my friends. I don't do this, you know, when I'm at work, I'm professional and I, I watch what I say at my job currently. Now, at my previous two jobs, uh, you know, I work at a community college now, so I, I am obviously a little more cleaned up. But, you know, in the marketing world, at the marketing agency I worked at and at the TV station, you know, not on air, obviously, but I cussed all the time, probably too much. In fact, one time I got a lecture about cussing too much um, from my boss at the TV station. That's a story for another time. But, um, you know, so I'm not saying this uh, like coming off sounding like a prude and that they shouldn't cuss. I don't care if they do or not. I, you know, Chad has talked about this. We've talked about this before, I think on this podcast, maybe, uh, on some of the stuff he's done with positive cynicism in the past, but you know, that, that, uh, you know, the comedians that, that drop the F bomb or, you know, go to that lowest common denominator sometimes. Uh, and, and I feel like sometimes AEW does that and, you know, like the flipping off, and I don't know why, because maybe I am being hypocritical. You know, when Stone Cold Steve Austin did it, it seemed like, and maybe it's because it was new and, and we weren't seeing it so much, but, you know, when he's flipping off Vince McMahon or whatever, and now you see almost every time, you know, AEW wrestlers are are being photographed backstage or whatever, they're flipping the bird. And it's like, who is that meant for? Why, why are you doing that? I feel like it's just being done for the sake of doing it. And again, Maybe I'm being, you know, I'm viewing wrestling now through the eyes of a 49-year-old man. So I I personally, when I see those pictures, I'm just like, again, lowest common denominator. Why are we doing this? You know, who is, who is, uh, I don't want to say benefiting from it, but it's like, eh, okay, it is what it is. Um, So, you know, Tyler, in short, and I know I've rambled on here for a long time going on many side tangents with this, I don't think that the way they're doing it now, I don't think it's become 
overly gratuitous. I feel like, uh, you know, AEW does a good job of balancing and, and being that buffet, being that circus of, of finding things that fans like. They're, they're dipping their toes more into the sports entertainment side of things, which I know a lot of uh, hardcore AEW, you know, the, that's where I think some of the hypocrisy comes in as well. You know, Chris Jericho and his boy band look to me is sports entertainment. And I think that Jericho has even acknowledged that. But again, sometimes those AEW fanboys just uh, are so, you know, against the theories and the riddles and the Randy Orton's of the world and what they're doing when they do sports entertainment. And, you know, sometimes WWE goes over the top with it, you know, on 4th of July when Otis vomited after doing the hot dog eating content. You know, again, that's, that's that stuff for the shock value or you know, that juvenile, uh, mentality of, of, you know, vomit is cool or whatever, you know, and I, and I'm sure, you know, even though Vince McMahon is in name, not the CEO or, you know, I guess there have been reports that he's still overseeing some of the creative aspects of things. And, uh, you know, I, again, I never got the whole toilet humor side of, of WWE. And, and again, I feel like I can watch any product and overlook some of the things that I don't like, some of the flaws or whatever. There were characters on sitcoms or dramas that I would watch or movies that I go to that I don't like necessarily, but I don't, I don't let that then disqualify the rest of the product from being enjoyed. So I feel like if wrestling fans, if we could all kind of change our perspective and, and watch it for the whole and not just, you know, this, that, or the other, and, and be so quick to, uh, make a decision on, oh, this is stupid, but then the guys on the other channel are doing the same thing or something very similar, uh, you know, that's where the hypocrisy hits me, and I know that, I, and I text Chad and Tyler and, and a couple of other friends, uh, you know, and, and it, a lot of it's tongue-in-cheek, and I do it to kind of get a rise out of Chad, because he, is obviously more into AEW than I am, and he's more into AEW than WWE right now. So, you know, I, I do it again for uh, the fun of it. And, and Hunter Woodworth, who runs the uh, uh, pay-per-view predictions, you know, he, he puts out a thing every month for both WWE and for AEW. And I like to, to give him crap about it as well. So, again, I, 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 don't, I don't have a problem with the occasional uh, hardcore hardcore stuff in, in wrestling, whether it's AEW or WWE or, or anyone else for that matter. But uh, I, I don't like it as a permanent fixture or, you know, that expectation because it becomes like uh, Hell in a Cell with Mankind and The Undertaker from 1998, which we still to this day are talking about. And anytime we have a cage, and especially if the cage has a roof on it, who's coming off? And we saw that at Blood and Guts with with uh, Sammy Guevara. So, I it over time, you know, I I don't know. I feel like it does make me nervous watching some of these high spots. Jeff Hardy climbing on the top of that ladder still at this day. Uh, you know, even with Money in the Bank, those matches make me nervous. So, it is what it is, I guess. And and you know. I, surprisingly, there aren't more accidents. And this is where it comes into being trained and being a professional and being able to go in there and not only take care of yourself, but take care of the men and women that the wrestler is in there against. And that's the bottom line, as Stone Cold would say, uh, 
to being successful in the world of professional wrestling. You have to not only look out for yourself, but you're looking out for whomever you're in there against. And that's where this brotherhood, this bond, this sisterhood comes into play, where everybody should be going in there with the idea, the intent of being safe, not only for themselves, but for each other, and then giving the fans that enjoyment, that entertainment. And sometimes that comes at the risk of putting themselves at danger. I've seen wrestlers in stride get hurt in the ring for the sake of putting on a good show. Tony Flood split his head open, bled like a stuck pig. Really, probably the first time I'd been that close to something uh, with a show where uh, I was legitimately nervous and and didn't think that the show should go on, but he was fine and went through it and, and went and got stitches. Uh, you know, we were talking the other night uh, at Stride. It was the 10 years, 10 years had passed with me and Mike Masters wrestling and Jay Spade hitting him in the head with the chair. I didn't see the aftermath of that until it was over and they were rushing the ring after we got backstage. But, you know, it's it's things like that that you you, you see how much uh, these men and women appreciate and love doing what they do and then getting uh, hurt in the process. So um, I know that's a long-winded answer and, uh, you know, really legitimately two questions were asked for this week's episode and I've gone... 25 minutes uh, rambling on about that, but uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate folks who are listening, subscribing. Um, you know, leave a review. Let me know what you think of the show. Again, a uh, couple new format changes are coming. I just need to find the time, carve out the time, make more effort to get the time in. Um, I've got a couple more big things coming up in the month of July uh, with work and uh, socially. Hopefully, by August, things will start to simmer down a little bit and we can kind of start working on some of these goals and accomplishments for the my one two three cents podcast uh, again check out tiktok instagram youtube twitter facebook all those good places the facebook group i would love for folks to join the facebook group uh the my one two three cents facebook group weigh in let us know what you think of what we're doing here with the my one two three cents brand friends thank you so much for listening have a great week and we will talk again very soon This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.